You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hello, friends. You are once again sitting down at The Nerd Table. I am your host, Chris, and I am joined by my very special guest, my very best friend, the birthday boy, Eric. Hey, how's it going? Thank you. Thank you for remembering my birthday. See, here's the thing. We're kind of cheating on this because they're all listening to this episode on Labor Day, enjoying their three-day weekend with us, because I know that's exactly how you guys want to end your three-day weekend, by listening to our sexy, sultry voices in your ears. But, like, we recorded this on a Saturday, and it's September the 5th, which is the birth of Eric. (laughs) Yeah, 35, man. 35, I can't believe it. Uh, I'm still <laughs> wearing, like, I, I feel like I'm that old creepy guy because I still wear, like, cartoon shirts and stuff, and I'm, I'm probably too old for that shit now. Uh, uh, mm, z- I'm going to cut you off right there. <laughs> you are never too old to wear nerdy shirts. I don't want to that, hear it. That's uh, true. What that's are you, true. What are you, you going to wear when you get older? You're going to wear polos and flannel shirts? Please. I barely wear like, anything now. Probably just be naked. Oh, <laughs> hey, you asked. That, that wasn't a shot at you. That was a shot at the idea of old people being naked. Oh, wow. Thanks. Thanks for calling me old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than you. I'm allowed to. I am a uh, year older than you. I can mock. I can mock the aging process because I'm already there. I've been 35 for almost a year. Oh, man. I've got the six looming. I'm I'm. Yeah, because I'm way past the halfway point of my 30s now. I'm closer to 40. Oh, fuck. It's a, it's a uh, terrible. To, to, think, to think we're reaching uh, our 40s pretty soon, man. I'm going to I'm gonna make you feel really bad with this one. Because if I had to think this when I turned 35, I'm making you think it too. 35 is halfway to 70. Fuck you. How do you feel now? <laughs> fuck you. You know, I, I feel like I have to like rush out and buy a house now, right? So by the time I'm 65, I don't have to worry about paying shit. Just, you know, lights and whatnot. Because that will be easy to do on a part-time job at like Best Buy or something. Oh, yeah. I have a, uh, I have a goal in mind that by this time next year, when Nerd Table reaches, well, we'd be past episode 50 by then. That I will be recording from my new house that I bought. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but I'll, I got the same goal right now. So it's a race, I guess. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the big thing you want in your house? Like, what's what's the selling point of your house that's going to make be like, OK, yep, that's the home that I want. Not like, oh, I don't really like the way that door looks because you can always get a new door. What's the Listen, one thing I I've seen a lot of HGTV and those people were like, oh, I don't like that backsplash. I'm, I kind of want to smack in the face. The, the big <laughs> thing that I'm looking for, uh, honestly, I want a big room that has no windows just because I'm going to turn that into a theater room. I'm going to paint the walls black. I'm going to put surround, uh, the uh, that sound acoustic stuff all over and I'm going to turn that into a giant movie room. <clears throat> a room with no windows totally doesn't sound like a fire hazard at all. I mean, it's probably going to be a fire hazard, but it's going to be great. <laughs> there will be no escape. It'll be the no escape room. Listen, the best things in life have a little bit of danger to them. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, I like that idea. What 
A big selling point to me has always been a basement with potential, something we could never have when we were living in Florida, because I always wanted the big gaming room. And I was actually talking to a coworker of mine who used to install pool tables. And he said, that was one of the worst jobs ever because every single person wants the pool table in their basement. And he goes, and every one of those slabs that you have to carry down is a hundred pounds each. Oh, oof. no. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I kind of feel bad and I get it, but where the hell else am I going to put my pool table? Where else yeah. do you put your pool table? You, there's nowhere else to put a pool table. And I'm going to have a pool table. <laughs> I've always wanted one. And I'm going to have one because that's like the big thing for the gaming room. My my dream b- basement gaming room has what you described. That would be like a section of the room, which would be cut off and be the theater. That would be the thing. But I always wanted the pool table. I want an air hockey table. And... I definitely want some kind of an arcade cabinet. And the big thing I always thought of was the Simpsons arcade game. Because I, w- I, remember, I remember playing a lot of the Simpsons, not the arcade game, but uh, the, the regular Nintendo game. Uh, where you're, you- you're, you're Bart and you're like skateboarding around town and jumping on people for whatever reason. Well, there were two Simpsons games on the NES and both of them kind of sucked, which was Bart versus the world and Bart versus the space mutants. And both of them kind of sucked. Do you know what? My least favorite thing about Bart versus the Space Mutants was that the B button was for jumping. And that's just not okay. Everybody knows the A button. button. A button jumps. Like, why is Bart Simpson so backwards? Oh, wow. You you would think that would be an easy thing to fix, too. Those games can eat my shorts. (laughs) <laughs> Bart versus the world was slightly better but like it was one of those games where if you don't collect all the crusty heads you don't get the real ending <laughs> and they mock you for it and you're like oh wait this you don't get the true it's like if you beat bubble bobble on nes if you beat it single player it's like you get a fake ending because you're supposed to beat it as a co-op game to get the real ending the happy ending oh i didn't know that I was like, okay, cool. I just grinded my way through 99 levels just to be told that I, I don't have friends and I can't see the <laughs> true ending. So thanks a lot. Oh, man. Thanks for making me feel like crap. So uh, I have a lot of good news that came out this past week. I mean, there's one one tragic. Yeah. Devastating but we news. also we got some wonderful feedback for our uh, Guildmaster interview by the way and a lot of people really enjoyed the format of the show in fact for our uh, our feedback here we got a comment directly from strange brothers games right on podbean itself which i usually don't get a lot of feedback off of the actual podcasting channel like most of the feedback i get is direct or it comes through social media somebody Somebody tweets it or somebody says it on Facebook or something. But yeah, I actually got one on Podbean itself from Strange Brothers Games. They say they follow on Discord, which I'm assuming is part of the the Guildmaster Discord. Okay. He said, I really enjoyed the interview. I love the passion and I would love to hear more like this. So we definitely got some positive feedback on that one. And I know not all of our friends that listen to the show are gaming people so some people weren't as like i'm not gonna say they were disenchanted by the 
by the stuff, but they weren't like super into right, right. And I and I get that. So we're not gonna. I'm not gonna overload you guys with specific topic interviews like that. But we're still going to have them because they are positive. And I have reached out to a couple of people who have interest in coming on the show to talk about various topics, including one musically based guest that I've been communicating with. My friend of mine who is a drummer. He's actually building his own drum kit right now. So He's that'll be like his a own drum kit. That, that sounds yes, actually, he is. I kind of want to talk to him about that. That sounds pretty. Yeah, awesome. well, that's what we're going to have him on for. So oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's we we got some really cool feedback, and we appreciate that. And again, everybody I know in my in my individual communities on CKCC Radio have been loving the show and supporting it. And the numbers are crazy high compared to the other stuff on the channel. Like just to give you an example. The Podbean numbers themselves make up about 15% of our metric, and we got 70 views on Podbean alone. So that's like 15% of this this episode's listenership was 70. So whatever wow. 70 could be 15% of, which I don't have a calculator in front of me to calculate that, uh, it's a it's a number higher than 70. I know that much. But yeah, we're we're doing very good on the listeners and you guys all rock. Like, thank you guys so much. And if you like this stuff, there's other shows to check out on CKCC Radio, 10 other shows. So there's something for everybody. And if you're into the nerd culture stuff, which I know you are because you're listening to this, we have two partner podcasts, the Blake and Sal Show and the United We Fan Podcast, who also do nerd culture stuff, different points of views, different people. So you always have something to listen to. I don't know where you're going, if you're road tripping, if you're if you're just driving to work, if you're you can put us on at work. I don't know how you listen to us, but uh, they, they probably can't put us on at work. <laughs> Let, let's be clear. Sometimes we go on little tangents and we're not going to be work friendly. <laughs> Although that would be really great if somebody was listening to last week's episode and Right when you're like, I blacked out and started repeatedly punching him. And then like they look up and there's just random faces peeking in like, what are you listening to? Or, <laughs> oh, God, why is that guy talking about the Kama Sutra? Yeah, I was curious about that, too. But yet here we are. <laughs> All right. Um, dude, big news. Big news. I, I don't even know where to start. Well, uh, let's let's get the sad thing out of the way. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good idea. So we didn't really touch on this at all last week because we like to do uplifting stuff here. But we we got it. We got to talk about the the legacy that Chadwick Boseman is going to leave behind. And that, it was really sad to learn that he passed away, even sadder to learn about his battle with cancer and just how how much we didn't know what was happening. And yeah, you, I start thinking back to those comments that people would say where they were like, oh, my God, he's he's losing weight. What is he on drugs now? And I hope those people feel bad for making that joke because he did you see the pictures of him actually going to these children's hospitals to encourage them while they were fighting cancer, fighting his own battle? And nobody knew about it. I didn't see any of those pictures, but... Oh, yeah. The people close to him knew about it, but 
Yeah, that's it's so crazy to think about what people are going through and how inspiring you can be as a result. So I don't know what that's going to mean for the the future of the Black Fr- Panther franchise. But the big thing I've seen is that uh, a lot of people are saying that Shirai is going to take over the lead role. And I think most people are probably on board with that. It's nobody. It's nobody wants it's to definitely a big loss, man. Like uh, he was great as a black panther and uh just it's sad dude well yeah i mean any celebrity death is sad especially when you don't see it coming like this yeah but like but then when you start learning about the you start learning about the other reasons it's just it just makes it so much worse and i know i i have not seen 42 where he plays jackie robinson and i'm sure it's amazing didn't it come out like last year or something like that or no uh, not uh, 42 that... was 20... 42 was 2013 oh yeah, 40... i'm thinking of something else he had another one though with the, like i think it's like half 21 something 21 bridges 21 bridges just came out last year yeah 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 ah wow. oh, i know it's so it is pretty pretty sad to think about but um yeah, I'm looking I'm looking through his uh his movie history right now at all the stuff that he was in. And like Black Panther is what put him on the map. Because yeah. a, lo- a lot of these other movies, I mean, yeah, like obviously 42 was a big deal when it came out, but it's not like Chadwick Boseman was a household name at that time. And then all of a sudden, okay, he's in Civil War. Here's Black Panther. He gets his own standalone movie, which got huge recognition. And and then just to just to lose him at such a young age too, only forty three years old. Those are big shoes to fill, man. Anybody who's going to try to pick up that that Black Panther role, they've got big shoes to fill. Hmm. Absolutely. Um. So what we're going to do for a lot of this episode is we're going to uh, we're probably going to talk about a lot of super superhero stuff as sort of a we we considered doing superhero stuff anyway. And uh, I think this kind of kind of cements our direction here. But one thing I did want to talk about as far as superheroes go is the Avengers just released that game on PlayStation 4 where I got it. Marvel's Avengers. And I actually got the deluxe edition. Got delivered to the house on Tuesday. So how I is st- it? OK, so well, let's let's talk about Chris's experience with the Avengers game. So, as you guys know, or as a lot of anybody in my life knows, I have very little free time to dedicate to a lot of stuff like this, which is just it's the consequence of the the full time job that I work and, you know, the, the life, right? Like you you come home from work, you only have X amount of time to do stuff. And there's a lot of stuff you want to do. You know, I'm not playing games when I'm eating dinner because I'm. That's when I'm watching stuff and I'm always behind on everything. So I haven't gotten far into the Avengers game and I have a, I have a story that I'll transition here, but I did manage to at least get through the tutorial, like the main tutorial mission and get the main story flowing before I had to turn it off for that, that first night that I had it. But I spent my entire first day with the game, rearranging my PlayStation hard drive just to be able to play the damn game because it's a very big file. And yeah, because that's what I did. I I left it going Tuesday night 
to install because it took forever. And then I spent almost all of Wednesday moving shit around. And then I didn't play it at all on Thursday because of my or Friday because of my podcast commitments and Thursday because I was watching old wrestling pay-per-views for my wrestle talk show. And I remember specifically commenting on that show because we watch old wrestling shows for our patron show. And I was so mad that I watched this crappy 2000 era WCW pay-per-view instead of playing the Avengers game because the pay-per-view was so shitty. And I remember (laughs) I commented, I'm like, I gave up the Avengers for this garbage. Damn it. Ah, well, once you do play it, you got to let me know. Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit about it from what I've gathered. So the the tutorial mission is you're playing as a girl named Kamala Khan. She's on her way to a big Avengers convention where she wrote some kind of fan fiction, and she's one of the finalists at the convention. And the convention is under attack, which is what starts setting up the story. And in the tutorial mission, you get to play as the main Avengers characters. Well. Five of them, at least you get to play as Thor. And it's got a very similar beat em up style to like the Arkham and Spider-Man games. So if you liked, it's got that third person over the shoulder view. So if you like if you like the Batman games or that Spider-Man game on PlayStation, this is very similar. It's the same same basic style there. So that should give you an idea as to what kind of game you're playing. So as Thor, you're just beating the crap out of people with the hammer just and you're doing the lightning strike to break barriers and then you switch from thor and you start playing as iron man so you can actually fly and shoot rockets and that's kind of fun uh not he's so basically like thor is going to be this is what i'm gathering so far thor is going to be a big melee guy and tony stark's going to be a big projectile guy right then you you do a little bit of yeah, you do a little bit of time as Hulk, which he's got like the super jump and everything. So you're, you know, the bridge is collapsing and he's jumping from thing to thing. And then you're beating people up and you're literally just picking them up and slamming them. And that's kind of fun. You play as Cap for a little bit. And that's mostly melee with the shield and everything. But he's got some, he's kind of like the Dodger. So these guys come out with riot shields and you can't break them with yours. So you have to learn how to, pole vault over them and hit him from behind similar you know your your basic beat em up mechanics but then and i won't i won't spoil what actually happens but i'll just tell you that the first boss battle is with taskmaster ah i botched that taskmaster and you play as black widow and huh. i might have had the most fun playing as her because you shoot him right and then when he charges you you dodge him and you start kicking the crap out of him. And then you start busting out the hurricane Rana's and actually like taking him down, like jump up, grab him by the neck with your legs and friggin' throw him. And then just pull out the gun and just start popping him. Man, I gotta get this game. Yeah. And this is, again, this is, this is a tutorial mission, right? So you get to play as all of them. And then where I am now in the game is we're back to playing as Kamala because what happens is it's kind of like, did you see The Incredibles 2? Yeah. Okay. Where, so it's sort of like, it's sort of like a combination of The Incredibles and the and the sequel. The, uh, 
superheroes are being outlawed right now because of the danger that they're posing because this big device awakened powers in all these random people and a bunch of them started using them for evil. You know, what would you yeah. do if you had superpowers? That, if you, that kind of sounds like the premise of DC Universe. I'm not sure if you ever played that game. Uh, n- no, but I am familiar with it a little bit. I think I got I think I got the DC Universe game for free when it was available on PS4. And I'm not sure I ever really sat down and played much of it. Yeah, you're not missing out on too much. It's a it's a OK game. It, it's a. It's an MMO, so it's really designed to play with others and stuff like that. So I wouldn't recommend playing it as a solo player. But it has a pretty much the same premise. Like, uh, I think in that game, uh, Lex Luthor ends up killing Superman. Uh, and then, uh, crap, what's the name of that one villain? Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, anyway, somebody else comes over and, like, destroys the world. So Lex Luthor goes back in time with these nanites or whatever and releases it on the human population to create more superheroes and supervillains so to prevent that from happening and that's the whole premise of that game it's actually it's a quite funny uh opening cutscene because like he finally kills superman the world dies and he kind of has to go back in time. He goes to the Justice League and he's like, hey, yeah, my bad. I actually end up killing you, um, but uh, I'm, I'm creating more heroes. So he creates a bigger problem than he actually, like in true Lex Luthor fashion. Did you like Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Lex Luthor? Uh, I haven't I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen any of the new stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, I don't know. Maybe the Snyder Cut will make it better. I did not really care for it. I That's, was just like, I, hmm. I feel like I, once Suicide I, Squad came out, that's when I stopped watching. I like Suicide Squad, but that's it was because good. I, I knew what Suicide Squad was. It wasn't trying to be groundbreaking or revolutionary it was kind of doing what a it was kind of doing what guardians of the galaxy did it was focusing on lesser known characters and bringing them to prominence and and i was fine with that until you know the joker showed up and then i was like okay i guess i'm i'm done (laughs) you didn't like jared leto's joker then no i just didn't like the the fact that he was in that movie he shouldn't have been in that movie he didn't need to be. <clears throat> no, the, the whole plot right. could have been the same without him in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, that that you is edit true. Out, edit out the entire, his entire scenes, and the movie would have been the fucking same. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't, so how many of the uh, the DC movies have you seen then? Uh, as far as like the newest ones, the Christopher Nolan trilogy, I pretty much stopped seeing after that. Like, if you want to be honest, like I watched uh, what's called Suicide Squad, but I didn't really get too much into it. Uh, and I haven't seen anything since then. So none of the new Superman movies, <laughs> none of the uh, Justice League movies or any of that. Uh, I watched Wonder Woman, I guess. That was good. I actually enjoyed that one. So I have, I have a list 
um, courtesy of IMDb. These are the DC movies in chronological order. This is all the movies related to DC. Let's see how many of them we've seen, Eric. Okay, first, here we go. <laughs> the first one is Batman the Movie from 1966, which I have seen that. The original one? I have not yeah, seen Yeah, with that. Adam West. I mean, I have, not have seen you that. seen the original Batman TV series? The, the TV series, yes. The, the original uh, Batman movie, no. So... I have a I have a, f- a former coworker and I could I could tell stories about him but I'm going to be nice. He uh he's a huge Batman fan, right? Like that was his that was almost like a thing he was associated with. Well, that and his DUIs. He always had <laughs> Batman shirts on, right? Oh, he had so much Batman stuff. And I remember he hated the Adam West Batman series because it wasn't Batman. It wasn't what Batman was supposed to be. And I'm like they were so much fun, though. No, they really were. They sucked. I think, they yeah, sucked. he's the is he the type of guy who wants him to be dark all the time? Uh, I guess that's yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But this is a guy who got a DUI and then still continued to drive to work and then got arrested in the parking lot for not having a license because he was driving a car with an expired inspection <laughs> when he didn't have a license because he lost it to a DUI. And oh still God. continued and still continued to drive after that, even after his car got impounded and he had to get a new one. So, yeah, it, I think that basically sums that up. But yes, Batman, the movie is fun. You work with some interesting people. <clears throat> well, worked. He got fired. worked. We're, uh, well, let me guess. Drinking and <laughs> driving. No, just not following the rules. And it finally caught up to him. Because, you know, that's how it is. I, I won't tell that story. I still like the guy, and I'd still consider him a friend, although I don't think he feels that way about me. Because one of the things that he got in trouble for at work that led to his termination was something I reported him for. But he literally cursed me out and acted like a dick, and I didn't want him to get away with that. So, I'm sorry? Question mark? But I'm really not that sorry? Yeah, so. you should be, you know. <clears throat> there there are limits. I have, I have limits. I have limits as to how much of an ass you can be to me in a professional working environment before I'm going to do something about it. I think everybody should have a limit, though. Back to the DC movies. Okay. Uh, Original Superman 1978. Yes. Yes. Seen that. Uh, Superman 2, 1980. I believe I saw all the Superman movies. I just don't remember their names or whatever. Is that the one with like... uh, that's the one with Hackman. Do you re- did you see that South Park with Christopher Reeve and no. Gene Hackman shows up? What? No. What? What, uh, what season was this? This was uh, this was the South Park with the the cripple fight with Timmy and Jimmy. Oh, I did see that. Never mind. Yeah, uh, maybe I just don't and remember he, and that. He, part. And he's just eating. Christopher Reeve is just eating fetuses to gain his power back so he can walk again. And Gene I, Hackman shows up and he's like Hackman. Oh, shit. I think everybody's seen Superman 2, though, because that's the one that's got Zod. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have never seen the 1982 Swamp Thing movie. I can tell you that much. I remember... Uh, was it? Was there a show? I feel like Swamp Thing was a show. I have a feeling it was. Looks like it was uh, Louis Jordan was the star there. Wes uh, Craven so- directed it. Huh. Okay. It was uh, a horror sci-fi movie. 
we, we might yeah. have to see that. I don't remember seeing the movie, but I'm pretty sure there was a show and I watched the show at some point. I'm pretty sure there was. Uh, I have never seen Superman 3, which, which is one was uh, that? that's evil Superman. Richard Pryor's in it. Richard Pryor's in it. Yeah. I don't remember Richard Pryor being in any Superman movie. Maybe I haven't seen all the <laughs> ones. Uh, Supergirl came out in 1984. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, 1987. That's the one with Nuclear Man is the villain. Now, I've never actually seen the movie, but I've seen enough clips of it because this one gets this one gets shit on everywhere. Nobody has anything good to say about Superman 4. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Return of Swamp Thing in 1989. Uh, but no Wes Craven this time. At 39 Metascore, 4.7 on IMDb. So I'm going to say Swamp Thing's return wasn't as good as his first one. <laughs> Swamp, Swamp Thing's death. <laughs> All right, here we go. 1989, Batman. I love yes. this movie. Oh, wait, no. Love this. I have not seen the original Batman. Is that the one with uh, Jack Nicholson the, as the Joker? Yeah, Jack. I have not seen that. I haven't seen it's it. It's good. It's a classic. It's a. It's I, Tim Burton directing it. It's got the Tim Burton style. There's a funny story with that. I actually went over to. Uh, you know how you go to Walmart and they have those bargain bins with like two movies for like five bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw it there and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna buy this movie. So I bought it and I took it home and it was cracked. I was like, I was so mad. So I never got a chance to see it. So I paid for a movie that I've never seen. Ah, that's that's a shame. Yeah, that's a sad story, actually. Joseph noticed how you were like, I've never seen the original Batman. And I wasn't immediately like, oh, my God, how is this possible? I was having a discussion on Facebook about this. Like, I can't stand that freaking attitude when people are like, how have you never? And they get they're like so incensed by it. This actually sparked from a conversation. Um, one of my friends said something on Facebook about how he had never seen the show Married with Children. He goes, I've actually never seen an episode. And this other guy responds and he goes, how have you never seen that? Like in like a real dickish way. <laughs> and I'm just looking at the guy who responded and I'm like, this guy's literally never had a job and has mooched off his parents his entire life. And he's older than me. And he's going to attack a friend of mine who's got two kids, works two jobs, and put himself through college because he's never seen a TV show. No, we're not going to play that game. Because oh, I, I, The people who always give, give that response are always the people who don't have lives, and it just makes me mad. I'm like, you know what? If I didn't have a job or a wife or friends, you know, I'd probably have seen a lot more movies and TV shows too. <laughs> so, STFU. <laughs> That's what I got to say about that. Uh, but yeah, if you can find the original Batman and check that out, I, I like it. I really like Jack Nicholson's Joker a lot because he's a good balance of the uh, he's like the criminal Joker, right? Like Cesar Romar Romero, I believe was his name, who played the original Joker in the in the TV series. He was the comedy Joker, right? And yeah. then Keith and so Ledger... Keith Ledger's Joker was like the dark, the really dark criminal. And Nicholson, what he does is he's he kind of combines those two. Like he's, he's like the cynical he's a, gangster. Joker. Yeah, he's he's like a gangster. That's a good way of putting it. And he's 
he's cracking his jokes, but he's also getting the job done. So it's the most similar Joker portrayal to Mark Hamill's Joker in the animated series, which is my favorite Joker. And Mark Hamill Mark- did such a great job with that. Oh, I love when he, he, he I love when people come up to him at conventions and be like, all right, look, I know you're Luke Skywalker, but can you do the Joker voice? <laughs> well, a friend of mine met Billy West at a convention, the voice of Fry on Futurama and Doug Funny and the Honey Nut Cheerios B and the Red M&M. You know, he's got that. I think he was stimpy. Like he's got that whole resume, but he does Dr. Zoidberg. And my buddy Sam is like, hey, can you do the Zoidberg voice for me? And Billy West looks at him and goes. Why should I do the voice for you? You've done nothing for me. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I would have geeked out so hard over that. (laughs) The Zoidberg Uh. voice. All right, back to our Batman movies, because this is the role we're in here. Batman Returns, 92. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. I I actually, that's the first Batman movie I think I've seen. That, okay. So the unpopular opinion is, of course, that I'm not a bit. I don't hate this movie, but I'm not as big a fan of it. I think this one's kind of overrated. And my big issue with Batman Returns is that it's a Tim Burton leather fetish movie. He really likes his leather in this one. And I kind of feel bad for Michelle Pfeiffer because I apparently that costume made her struggle to breathe. Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, but Tim Burton's got to have his leather. I mean... But I love Danny DeVito as the Penguin. I think he's great. And again, I think it's I think this is the overrated Batman movie. I also think the underrated Batman movie is Batman Forever, which is also apparently not a popular opinion. I've seen the everybody movie. seems I, everybody seems to hate this movie. I think I it's OK think, for what it is. It's just an entertaining movie. It's not supposed to be dark or gritty or anything like that. It's just. I mean, it's Batman, and then you get your introduction to Robin in this movie, don't you? I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is Chris O'Donnell's first role as Robin. It's, it's his origin story, too, because his parents die in the circus accident. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen. I don't think that's a spoiler at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah Batman's oh. parents are dead. Like, okay, that's a spoiler. What? They're what? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think a lot of the problem with Batman Forever lies on Val Kilmer as Batman, which I get. I'm not disagreeing with that. I don't think he was very good in the role. But I think that Jim Carrey as the Riddler was friggin' awesome. Jim Carrey as anything is amazing. Yeah. Jim Jim Carrey is a really good actor. I don't think people give him enough credit. Like, they just see him as, like, Ace Ventura and whatnot, but... The man, I mean, he's great watch, at everything he does. Yeah, watch The Truman Show, watch Eternal Sunshine, watch Man in the Moon. Like, he's really good actor. And like, yeah, of course he does silly stuff too, but that's like, that would be like saying that you don't want to watch Goodwill Hunting because you really couldn't stand Robin Williams as a silly character in Patch Adams or something. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. You can't, I mean, Ah, Robert Williams is another one. Anything he does is like anything he touches. Yeah, is friggin' brilliant. Yeah, we could do we could do a whole episode based on Robin Williams. Yeah, maybe we might have to. Yeah, we might have to. Yeah, because he's got such a great legacy of films. He really does. And his origin story too. Yeah, 
I I do like Batman Forever, but I understand why people. It's the same thing with Batman Returns. I think it's overrated, but I still understand why it's so popular. And with Batman Forever, like, I think it's underrated, but I get why people don't like this movie. Like, I'm not challenging people on that front. But let's talk about Batman and Robin, (laughs) which is the next one. You know, I've seen it and I don't remember it, but I don't know if I don't remember it because my brain decided to block out all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've heard so many bad things. And I'm just like, I remember seeing this movie. Isn't this the one where they got like Batgirl in here, too? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of remember it. It's got it's got a really crappy Bane. It has uh yeah, Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin is not good. I just but, remember you know Poison what I w- Ivy. Like out of everything, I just remember Robin, Poison Ivy, and Batgirl. With Thurman. My big issue with Batman and Robin is like it has so many things that people negatively focus on that didn't need to be there, like the bat nipples. The suit did not need nipples. And the bat credit card which is the stupidest throwaway joke in any movie where he's just like, like, how do you pay for this? I've got a credit card and it's my credit card. Like, what are you even doing right now? (laughs) But the one thing that I get mad that people rip on is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze, because I thought it was great. It was supposed to be campy. Did anybody not see these previous three Batman movies and get they got upset because this one was campy? I mean, did you all. not see the three before that? Like all of them were like that. Like all of them were like that. Uh, he's got too much going on the puns. Gee, did you not watch any of these other movies? Uh, just I don't know. That one gets me because I, I thought it was hysterical. And I still make Mr. Freeze references in random conversation because, yeah. So those. Yeah. So moving back to DC movies. uh. We have a pretty big gap here between Batman and Robin and Batman Begins in 2005. There's only two movies in between here. One of them came out the same year as Batman and Robin. It's called Steel. And it stars Shaquille O'Neal. Kenneth Johnson directed it. And I've never heard of it. 1997. I've never heard of it either. And it's a DC movie? Yeah, but it has a 2.8 on IMDb. So I'm going to say it's not good. Okay. Well, considering that uh, Shaquille O'Neal is the star, I think that was the giveaway. And of course, 2004 had the Catwoman movie that nobody likes. I don't remember it. I don't think I've seen it. I have not seen it, but I don't want to see it because I think it's uh, I think its reputation speaks for itself. All is right. this the one with like Holly Berry or something? Yes, that's Catwoman? the Halle Berry one. OK, yep, that's it. I might see yeah. it for that. Three, <laughs> <That's about it>. <laughs> <laughs> 3.4 on IMDb, 27 on Metascore. So there you go. Not good. But 2005, we got Batman Begins. Christopher Nolan decided to try something different and do his own creative take on the Batman franchise and give it the dark, gritty undertone and make it realistic. And I, for one, thought this movie was brilliant. I, th- I I think all of them are absolute are, masterpieces. This is a great trilogy, and I don't care what anybody says about the third one. I liked it. I, it was yeah, good. That, you can't top you can't top the Joker, but like you know, they you got to try. You got to finish off the trilogy. You got to do it. Uh, Superman Returns came out in two thousand six. 
I think I actually I might have seen that one actually. Is this the one where like Lois has a kid that has superpowers at some point and it shows? Or am I thinking it's of something been else? A, been a while since I've seen it, but it's a uh, Brandon Ruth Roth. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Yeah, it's been a long time. It, obviously, yeah, it's, it's not not great. It doesn't. Re- I know I've seen it, but I don't remember that much about it, and I don't remember liking it. So, okay. Uh, Dark oh, wait, Knight came out two thousand eight. I think that's the one that had a really cool scene though, where he gets shot in the eye and the bullet like folds or something. Yes. Or, okay. Yes. Yeah. That is, I have seen yes. that one. Okay. That's a cool scene. I I I, I mean, I'm gonna say that's a that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, it's funny. If you click on the Superman Returns thing, that's one of the first clips that you see is the bullet going into his eye. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously everybody thinks that's a cool scene. Yeah. Um, I I don't think we have enough time in this episode to talk about the Dark Knight. No, that's got to be its own separate thing. We might have to dedicate a whole thing just to that. Uh, Have you seen the Watchmen movie from 2009? Yes. That's not DC, is it? Yeah, Watchmen's DC. Watchmen's I DC, thought, dude. Oh my god, I didn't know that. I thought like they were their own thing. Yeah, Watchmen. Okay, so maybe Watchmen is probably the last decent DC movie I've seen. Would you recommend it? Because I've never yeah. seen it. But do I watch? What, what what do I watch? Do I just go for the four hour extended cut? Yes. Go watch okay. the Watchmen movie. Right. Um, at first, it's not going to make a lot of sense to you. And that they deliberately do that, and it like slowly unfolds, and then you're like. Okay, this is this is really good. Um, from what I've been told, the way that you want to experience it is comics first, then the movie. But if you don't watch the comics, or if you haven't seen the comics, uh, you can still watch the movie. You're just going to be a little bit more lost, and you're not going to know any of the characters. But they do a pretty decent job of filling in the gaps of like what everybody like is doing, uh, and then. Immediately after that, you need to watch the show because, Jesus, man, we need to talk about that show. Okay. All right. I'll 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 put it on the list. I'll get there. Uh, Jonah Hex came out in 2010. Never saw that. I got terrible nope. reviews. Uh, the 2011 Green Lantern movie. I have not seen this, and I don't uh, want to. I haven't seen it either, and I don't want to as well, even though... Even though Green Lantern is probably one of my favorite DC, like, hero archetypes type of thing. You know what I mean? Because there's more than one. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I just don't want to see it because I know it's going to be terrible. I saw the, the previews and I was like, nope, I'm skipping this one. I feel bad for Ryan Reynolds. I, I love that dig I, that they did in Deadpool where he said the suit better not be CGI. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, can we talk about a perfect Deadpool? Like that's a obvious perfect choice for Deadpool. Was Ryan we're gonna Reynolds. get to the we're gonna do the Marvel movies when we're done with these. So okay, don't you? Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about some Deadpool. Oh my god, yeah. We're f- finding new material for the show, guys. We uh, what we can expand on here. The Dark Knight Rises, I still think was good. I understand it's the weakest of the three, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. That's like saying. That's that would be like me saying Temple of Doom is a bad movie because it's my least favorite of the Indiana Jones trilogy. And the people will be like, oh, but but so you hate Temple of Doom. No, I just think it's the weakest of those three movies. I love Crusade. I love Raiders. And then Temple is good, but it's not the same level. But mean doesn't mean you hate it. True. I think I actually saw that in the theater with you, if I'm not mistaken. 
Dark Knight Rises. Didn't we all go as a big group from work? We were all yeah, Disney I think together. So. Yeah, I pretty think we sure. Might have, yeah. yeah, pretty sure we. All right, Man of Steel 2013. I actually like this. I haven't seen it. I enjoyed it. I, I would recommend it. It's a. Uh, it's it's basically a remake of the Zod story from Superman Two, but it works for what it is. I think it works, and it's a. It's a good introduction to Henry Cavill's Superman. I think he does a good job. All right, so if you haven't seen Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, I'll sum it up this way: horrible missed potential, um, really weird creative choices for it. Uh, underrated Lex Luthor and Jesse Eisenberg. I think he actually makes that role work. Everybody was so pissed when he got cast as it, but I think it was good. Um, and yeah, Martha. We'll just say Martha. Okay. <laughs> I I think it's lame, but people who like it do really enjoy it. And apparently the Snyder cut is supposed to make up for it. So we'll see. Okay. We shall see. Right. <gasps> Brainiac. That's who I was thinking of that. Brainiac comes and destroys the earth. And then Lex Luthor has to go back in time. I'm sorry. This is like <laughs> 10 minutes ago, but I just, I was like, why? This is going to bother me because he's like a main fucking villain too. I just, I just love the fact that he, that you had to rack your brain to come up with Brainiac as your <laughs> missing villain. Listen, like, I wanted to call him Brian for whatever fucking reason. Like, that's not right. That's not right at all. <laughs> like, it's got similar letters, you know, it's in there. Oh, man. You know, if you had actually said Brian out loud, that might have actually triggered. Maybe. <laughs> I could have actually, actually came up with that. It's like his new, you know what? It's no longer Brainiac. It's just Brian. That's just, just Brian. <laughs> fucking Brian. Uh, white dog drinking a martini, taking over the world. Uh, better than a Kyle drinking a monster, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I have a, one of my one of my Animal Crossing villagers is a wolf named Kyle, and he's got a his house is metal themed. Like you go inside, and he's got he's got friggin' electric guitars. He's got a drum kit. He's got like a synthesizer. He's got a grand piano and he's got like a TV camera to shoot all this, you know, everything. And he's got the KK metal song playing when you go in there. So everything is like super metal and gritty. And then his bed is just a bunch of cardboard boxes. <laughs> but every but when I, I was like, oh, my God, a wolf named Kyle. This is awesome. And I'm like, I have to figure out a way to get him to start mentioning monster energy drinks in some capacity. Uh, so we talked about Suicide Squad. That was 2016. Wonder Woman 2017. I love that. That's my favorite DC movie that I've seen. Um, Justice League, I thought was okay. It wasn't. I think it. I think it gets a lot of unfair comparisons to Avengers, and I think you can't. I don't think that's great. Yeah, I think you're not supposed to compare the two. No. They need to be two separate things because they're trying to do two separate things. Exactly. Though I will say, I have seen one clip of the Justice League movie that makes me want to see it. And that's when the Flash is running and then Superman kind of just looks over and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I probably need to see this movie. Yeah, but it's it's very entertaining. I enjoyed it. I'm going in with a grain of salt, though. Like, it's, it's not like I'm going in hoping this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen. It's going, it can't be worse than some of the other DC movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, Gail Gadot is great as Wonder Woman, by the way. Like, I think she's nailing that character. And I really like Jason Momoa's portrayal of Aquaman. And I remember <clears throat> I saw a bunch of people complaining about this. 
about the the Aquaman thing because a bunch of like the DC elitists had an issue with Aquaman being reimagined as a grittier character and looking more like a badass. They're like, that's not Aquaman. And I'm like, that's because they're doing that to make people, casual people, want to see Aquaman because the original portrayal of Aquaman is so freaking hated among anybody who knows anything about superheroes. Unless you truly are a DC elitist, you don't like Aquaman. People think he's lame. People think he looks lame. He acts lame. So by making him into this badass character, they're rejuvenating him in a way that are going to attract casual people. They already have the hardcore fans, right? Like, that's the thing. You already know your hardcore DC fans are going to see your movie. How do you get the rest of the people to see it? Give them something they'll want to see. And I'm sorry, but Jason Momoa's Aquaman was fantastic. I thought he was a great role in Justice League. I liked the Aquaman standalone movie because of him. I'll have I'm sorry, to see people it. got problems with it. <laughs> uh, all right, next one I have actually not seen, and if you've seen it, you need to tell me about it. And that's Shazam. Uh yeah, I've seen it. I actually enjoyed it. I've heard it's pretty good, and I've it, heard it's something I would enjoy. Yeah, it's actually a pretty, it's a decent superhero movie. How much of it actually relates to, like, the comic books and stuff? I'm not sure. I haven't read the, like, Shazam uh, stuff. But um, I liked it for what it was. It was really good. Um, but it's definitely a stand- – you have to go in thinking standalone superhero movie. Don't, like, compare it to anything. Okay. Uh, 2019 Joker. We're going to do a whole episode on that, I'm sure. It's I wanna re- phenomenal. I think I want to – I want to sit down and rewatch that because I've only seen it the once. And I, think I, I need- I'm in the process of buying like new stuff, right? So I, I'm going to upgrade my TV because I still got like a 1080p TV that I've had for over since you've known me. So I don't know, close to 10 years, <laughs> like eight years, something like that. Eight, no, nine, nine years. And it's an old TV is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to upgrade. I want to get one of these 4K HDR TVs and stuff like that. And I'm going to get this deluxe edition because this movie was amazing. Uh, and I, yeah. I, I just remember the, the, the journalists going crazy about it, thinking like, oh, this is going to give people ideas and everybody's going to go like on a murdering rampage and shit like that. And and I'm just like, no, what? I mean, some might because some people are crazy, but like it's they were going to do that anyway. Yeah, regardless. They were going to do that anyway. And then the, the newest one will be Wonder Woman 1984, which I will see that. Because, like I said, I've, I'm liking the. The Wonder Woman stuff. So, of course, I'm going to see that. Yeah, I'll see it when it comes out. As long as, you know, the they open movie theaters back up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got a theater by me is actually reopening. So. I will check that out. But so that's those are your live action. DC movies, and that was all of them. So a, a good a good list there, like. Yeah, it's actually very, very good. Now that I think about it, the only bad ones have been the recent ones, and they're not terrible. They're not like early '90s Hulk movie bad. <laughs> well, I think that the the big thing I've always heard when it comes to like the comparison or superhero stuff is people say that DC is doing TV shows better, but Marvel was doing movies better, and if they kept that 
going, that's where they should have cornered their markets. Let Marvel have the theaters. Let DC have the television shows. Yes, I agree with that statement. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done movies because obviously they make a lot of money. But like Batman, there's no TV show right now for Batman. So keep that as movies. Superman, I mean, it's really hard to do a good Superman movie. Like, how do you how do you fill a, a movie the man can't be killed unless there's kryptonite. There's going to be kryptonite in every fucking movie. Like, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, you can only do so much with Superman. So maybe turn him into a show. But like the Flash show is amazing. And if you're going to do a Flash movie, keep that actor. Keep the same actor. They already play that role day in, day out. They are living that character. But that's just me. Too many recastings can be a turnoff too, because like, yeah. Do you what do you think of the uh, the trailer for the the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson? I haven't seen it yet. Let me uh, let me pull it up. It's looks really really good, like like really good, dark uh, gritty. It's a three minute. I'll have to watch it when we're not re- like recording. Cause I don't know if I can play the audio and get away with it. Nah, don't let's. Yeah. So let's be, let's be safe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it after the show and then I'll tell you next week, I guess. <laughs> we'll fall. Yeah. We'll do like the follow up. Right. <laughs> All right. Marvel movies. This one's a little bit, a uh, little bit longer. There have been lots of stuff that have been attempted here. Lots of uh, like there was a there was a TV movie for Doctor Strange back in 78. There was the Captain America TV movie back in 79. There was Spider-Man, the Dragon's Challenge in 79. A lot of TV movies, Captain America 2, Death Too Soon. But do you know what the very first official Marvel movie was? No. What is it? Howard the Duck in 1986. Really? That was the first one? Yep, Howard the Duck is the first official Marvel movie. I've never seen it. Okay, so Howard the Duck is one of those five-star B-movies. It's so bad. It's so cheesy. It There's nothing really good about it. But you still have to watch it, and you're still going to have fun with it. One of those situations. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You know when a bad, like The Room. You know when a bad movie is still oh, good. Oh, God. Oh, and you no. can't say anything. I hated The Room. I know that it's like supposed to be this really bad movie that's it's so bad that it's good, but I fucking can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> the movie is just bad, man. The, the only yeah. good thing to come out of The Room was the new movie with James Franco <laughs> making fun of The Room. <laughs> that's the best part about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's skip these TV movies and let's go to straight up <laughs> movies here. Uh, 1989, there was a Punisher movie. Oh, Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. Yep. Is never it seen it, but I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Dolph Lundgren is Frank Castle. And it's, let's see, it's, uh, well, 5.7 on IMDb, but a 63 meta score. So it is in the green, surprisingly. So maybe I mean, it. Given the year that it came out, right? 
I'm gonna say it's decent. I mean, it is from the 80s, and you know how I feel about that. But uh, I feel like the action movies in the 80s are a lot better than any other area. And if anybody can get away with it, it's going to be the Punisher, right? Because it's probably a lot of action in there. Eh, that's just how I feel about it. So what's, what's next on the list? Uh, the 1990 Captain America movie that I've never seen, but it's supposed to be horrible. I've never even heard of it, so... Yeah, it's there's probably a reason. There was also a Fantastic Four movie in 1994 that was apparently also horrible. So... Why why am I now just hearing about this? Yeah, there was a Generation X TV movie in 96. There was a Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. 98 TV movie. Like, I know any of this stuff even existed. Oh my god, David Hasselhoff was Nick Fury. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, yeah. That, that movie David doesn't Hasselhoff exist. Hasselhoff is Nick Fury. Okay. Anyway. All right. Now we're getting to an actual movie. Blade 98. I liked it. I liked you the liked Blade, the Blade movie. movies. I, I liked it for what it was. I wasn't big on them, but. I yeah, but I can see people being into those. Um, X Men two thousand, first X Men movie. Yes, I can't watch it now, but I I liked them when they were out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Blade two came out in o two. I've seen so, that. Yep. Of course, if you like the first one, you probably like this one. But then Marvel got a huge shot in the arm with two thousand two Spider Man. The old Sam Raimi trilogy. I mean, that I liked it. I, not all of them, but I liked the first Spider-Man. Me too. I, I really liked the first Spider-Man movie, and I thought that was a good introduction to get Marvel kind of a kind of a kick in the ass here to get him moving. Yeah. Because what happens next is Daredevil in 03. Oh, okay, I've seen it. I'm not can't mm, all right yeah <laughs> it is what it is what it is but once you've seen the tv show you you can never go back to the movie no the tv you show is can't. way better yeah <laughs> that's an understatement uh x-men united which was the sequel i thought this one was a was pretty good i didn't have a problem with this one no i didn't have a problem with it but again it's not very strong and then here comes Ang Lee's Hulk in 03. Uh, never seen it. Uh, neither have I, but I know its reputation and I never will. Okay. And, no, and then there's uh, 2004 Punisher. I believe I've I, seen this one. I think this one's got a bit of a, of a better reputation. Thomas Jane is Frank Castle. I think this one's reputation's a little better, but... The only thing I remember about this freaking movie was that Kevin Nash was in it, the wrestler, and they wouldn't stop showing the clips of his fight scene on episodes of Monday Night Raw. And I was getting really annoyed with that because Kevin Nash is terrible. And all I remember was like, oh, does Kevin Nash die in the movie? Because I might actually watch it for that alone. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, I said what I said. (laughs) Uh. Spider-Man 2, 2004, my favorite of the Spider-Man trilogy. I that think it's good. good. Yeah, it took what the first one did, right? 
And I think it just improved on it and built up the story. And I know they kind of rush stuff with the whole he reveals his identity to Mary Jane, even though he kind of doesn't have a choice. But my I l- turning point for Spider-Man was I enjoyed one. I really liked two. We can all agree that three was dog shit <laughs> to a point. Uh, we'll um, get to the other Spider-Mans. There's a, from that point on, a roller coaster. Yeah, I feel like after three, though, they all progressively get better. Well, look at the progress here. Blade Trinity comes out in 04, which, uh, again, that's, that's... Yeah, it's that's my least favorite of the Blade movies. And again, got to go back to freaking uh, Triple H, played a vampire. So all I ever saw were those clips. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, why do I have to keep... I'm like, oh, good, but if he's a vampire, maybe Wesley Snipes will slay him. And I'll totally go see this movie as a result of that. <laughs> so, oh, God, they always whenever they get whenever they would get a wrestler in something, they would milk that clip so much. But then they don't milk a certain thing. And I'm going to get to that when we get to it. That pissed me off even more. You'll know what I'm talking about when we get there. Uh-huh. Uh, I never saw Electra in 05, but I know it's supposed to be terrible, so I probably will never see it. I mean, did you see Daredevil? The movie? No, I didn't. I don't have to. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I was going to say, if you saw Daredevil the movie, you saw Electra the movie. Just kind of switch <laughs> roles a little bit. It's fucking same thing. Yeah. All right. Things are not looking good right here. There's a man thing, which came out in 05. That got, I don't know. yeah, that got man bad. Yeah. Uh, we get our original Fantastic Four in 2005, which I thought was okay. It was all but, right. It's not terrible. It got Chris Evans into Marvel movies. Yeah. Can we, like the only person I think who's played two roles, uh, two roles in Marvel movies besides uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But X-Men. like Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. Can we count that as two roles? I feel like it's the same role, just twice. Like two different ways. I don't know. Fuck it. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, X-Men The Last Stand is when everybody pretty much gave up on the X-Men. It was not that good. No. I I, I mean, the fact that they just... They made the new X-Men to retcon all that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ghost Rider comes out in 07. Haven't seen Uh, it. But I kind of want to because I'm a Cage fan. (laughs) Oh, no. This guy it's, likes Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I like Nicolas Cage because he's so no. bad, it's good. You remember the movies we were talking about? I believe that in actors. Why I believe the that bees? there's certain actors Not who are bees. so bad that they are good. Like Not the bees. <laughs> like Arnold. He's so bad that he's good. I, I love Jingle All the Way, by the way. Like I put the cookie down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. I have to get the Turbo Man for Jamie. When we when we start talking about Christmas stuff in December, I'll I'll do a whole thing on why Jingle All the Way is a good movie. And f you if you disagree with me, I'll fight people on that one. <laughs> that's a good movie. Uh, here's something that's not a good movie: Spider Man Three in 07. Now I'll say this about Spider Man Three. I'll, I'll put a positive on it. This movie had really good Spider-Man superhero action scenes. The the Sandman fights were great. And then when they actually do like the the team up 
where Spider-Man teams up with Hobgoblin and takes on both Sandman and Venom at the same time. That's good superhero fight scenes. But we all know that Raimi didn't want to use Venom and he got shoehorned in. So he rushed the whole thing. And I think that is where the downfall Spider-Man 3 came in. Yeah. It was a very rushed seen, movie. I haven't seen any of the Venom movies. I haven't either, but I hear they're and, very good. And yeah, I have a, and, I have a story about that thing when is, I get to it. I'm a big Venom fan. I haven't seen the Venom movies. <clears throat> Can I even consider myself a fan now? I probably should, shouldn't. Now, don't let anybody tell you you're not just because you haven't sat down and watched a movie. You have a life. Do we I have though? lives? I mean, God damn it! Yes, you do, Eric. Stop! <laughs> God damn it! If I could, if I could reach out through Pennsylvania and slap you in Michigan, I would. Hey, it's my birthday. Be nice. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Where? When is that a rule? You have to be nice uh, on your birthday. That's true. That ain't a rule. What the? F- uh, well, at least you never got the chop line for your birthday. The what now? Okay, so I very stupidly, in my rookie year in pro wrestling, I very stupidly mentioned that I was turning 21, and everybody lined me up and gave me a Ric Flair chop, 21 chops to the chest. What? <laughs> Why? Because that, that's was, that's an was initiation that the thing, to do? thing. Oh, God. And I, I had the reddest chest I've ever seen. I had a, a physical handprints on my chest. So, funny story, on my 21st birthday, we went out to downtown Orlando, and uh, there's a couple of clubs over there, and they gave free shots to me. I remember starting off at Mako, which was like one of these, it was basically a strip club, but it it was just a normal club. Uh, I got a shot there, and we just bar hopped, and I remember vaguely this one, it, it had like a neon sign vibe to it. They gave me a shot there, and the next thing I remember was waking up in uh, the Hard Rock Hotel in Tampa. And I was like, how the fuck? How'd you and get then, to Tampa from Orlando? Well, my friend, I apparently wanted to play poker uh, so bad, and I annoyed my friend so much that he drove me to Tampa, which I immediately just passed out in the car, didn't play any poker. And that was it. That was the whole thing. He just drove me all the way to fucking Hard Rock. I was awake, apparently, uh, when we stopped, walked to the hotel, and I was like, this is as far as I go. And then I stayed there a night. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we played poker the next morning, so I eventually got what I wanted. Oh, God. I have a 21st birthday story. Not the chop line, either. But, uh... So at the time, a lot of my friends were hadn't turned 21 yet. So I gathered the few friends that I did have that were of age so we could all go out and I could have my first drink and everything. So I met uh, everything. I every story in my life has a wrestling tie to it. I'm sorry for those of you out there who aren't wrestling fans, but I've been involved in it since 05, the year I turned 21. And Brett the Hitman Hart, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, was doing an autograph signing on my birthday at the Willowbrook Mall in New Jersey. And so I gathered up four friends of mine who were both over 21 and wrestling fans, and I got to meet Brett Hart on my birthday. And the DVD he signed, he actually wrote happy birthday for it because my buddy Matt went first and he said, hey, it's Chris's birthday. And 
he actually wrote, and I still have that DVD on the shelf, The Happy Birthday. I got to meet Brett the Hitman Hart, one of my favorites, on my birthday. Then we went to yeah. Hooters, because, you know, 21, got to get my got to get my my first my first ever alcoholic drink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Totally have never had alcohol until I turned 21. I'm totally right. telling the truth there. <laughs> and <laughs> so do you know what they do to you on your birthday at Hooters? No. Okay. I can't imagine bring- it's uh Oh, they entertain themselves. So they bring out a chair. They make you get on the chair and dance while they sing. And fortunately, the restaurant wasn't really, it was like probably half full. And I didn't mind doing it. And my, my friends got me this ridiculous, like giant, this giant, like, I, I don't even know what material it was made of. It was just a soft hat. It was like a giant top hat and it had birthday candles sticking out the top of it and everything. So I get up on the chair. I do my horrible white dance, my white wiggle with this hat on to the entertainment and amusement of the varied patrons in the restaurant. What do I care? It's my birthday, right? I'm having fun and the waitresses are paying attention to us and I'm single at the time. So who cares? So I sit back down at the table, go back to my wings. Because, you know, you're a Hooters, you got to get wings. And this guy comes over and is like, does your dad know you're wearing a hat like that? Like giggling. And I didn't realize it at first. I thought it was just some random guy being a smart ass. It was actually one of the guys who works for my father. Who was out with other people who work for my father. And the guy my father works for was with them. Oh, my God. My dad's boss and then the people that my dad was the boss of from the IT department, because my dad was a big IT guy, are all working, are all out. It was basically that whole contingency other than my dad was the only one that wasn't there. (laughs) And basically what happened was they all, you know, because everybody's paying attention because the restaurant calls your attention. And the guy, Matt, was like, that's Bill's son. and. So sure enough, of course, the next morning, my dad's like, so you have fun last night? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He goes, yeah, I heard you had fun. I'm like, yeah, because they're they're, I just think that the irony of people who worked for my father and then the guy my father worked for all were having were all out at at a Hooters (laughs) and they're all mocking the fact that Bill's son is having this. And my counterpoint to that was. Well, these are all your friggin' people all out of Hooters, too. So what's the issue here? <laughs> I don't see the damn problem. Yeah, no. I mean, can't complain if they're doing the same thing. Plus, I was 21. I wasn't driving. and I was legally drinking. It's not like I got drunk. I I had Long Island iced teas with my Hooters wings, and I was happy. I met Brett the Hitman Hart. Nothing True. was going to take my mood down that day. I got drunk. <laughs> yeah, see, I remember my 21st birthday. Apparently, you do not. I remember up until that point. I remember it until about 6 p.m. After that, hmm, no, nope, I don't remember too much. I remember the next day very well. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I drank, but I am not drinking that again. Apparently, it was tequila. I also drank that again at some point in my life because I got sick off of it again. Can't do that anymore. 
Yeah. I can't do that anymore. No, sir. I can't even no, smell tequila sir. anymore and without just going, Ugh, just a little bit. Yeah. 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 I, I'm going to agree to that, too, because the, the smell. OK, I haven't I haven't. We're, we're, this is what I love about this show is how how much our tangents go. I have a I have a good alcohol story for you. So we're out at a we're out at a local local bar in my my hometown of Vernon, New Jersey. But we like to go in there because it was a good convenient place. We would go there after uh, this will actually segue. But my buddy Andy, the guy building the drum kit, who we might have on the show soon, uh, we would go out to the bar after his concerts, right? Him and his band would perform, and then we'd all go out together and have drinks. And we usually went to this one stop because it's right in town, so it's not like any of us were going far. We would have a couple of drinks, we would sober up, and then we would drive home, right? Nobody ever nobody ever did anything stupid. But the one day, because I wasn't driving this time around, uh, somebody brings me a clear shot, and they tell me to take the shot. And I don't want to do it because I don't like taking things without knowing what they are. And th- and I smell it and it smells strong. I'm like, what the hell is this? And they're like, you have to just do it. And of course, you know, I'm in my early 20s. I'm stupidly susceptible to this stuff. So I do the shot and I can actually feel the liquid sensation go down and immediately almost come back up. And I'm like literally choking this thing down. It is so strong. I feel a warm sensation spread all the way down to my toes immediately. And I'm instantly buzzed. Instantly. I had never felt anything like this before. Do you Ooh, know what it, it sounds was, like, Eric? It sounds to me like you just had some 151 in your life. That That's what it sounds like to me. I had Everclear. Oh, Everclear. I was close. That's actually a lot higher. Yeah, you were, you were clear. And... <laughs> I was so, I did not feel good. I no longer wanted to drink. I was not happy. And from that point on, I swore off Everclear. And the the smell of Everclear makes me, inst- takes me back to that yeah. moment and that feeling. And I can't, I can't do it. And I hate it. Whoever gave you that shot is a dick because like Everclear is the fucking worst. You're not even supposed to really take that as shots. You're like, you're supposed to mix it with some other stuff. Honestly, you could probably use it to get rust off a bumper. Really? Well, because everybody else was doing them and I had to be one of the cool kids, right? Yeah, I totally, I don't, I never often caved into peer pressure. Like I was never one of those kids who did anything because I had like a, I had like a fear of my father's wrath. So I was, I never did anything stupid. I never drank and drive. I never smoked like all the peer pressure stuff, right? That they tell you to avoid. I had enough fear of the consequences at home if I ever got caught that I never did anything. But that's one of those rare occurrences where I was 21 or I was over 21. I was in college. So I was, I wasn't living at home at the time. So like I had like that, I was more susceptible to stuff at that point and they totally took advantage of it. But I remember distinctly, I remember that, I remember everything about that feeling, like that memory is scarred into my head of what that felt like. And I was like, I hate this. I hate this and I hate you all. (laughs) And I am miserable now and I don't, I no longer want to drink. I no longer want to do anything, but just go home and lie down. And I hate everyone. Like I was, that was... 
Okay, if I drink Long Islands, I become happy, happy drunk. But that was not a happy. I was not happy. There was no happy, Eric. <laughs> there was no happy. I mean, I completely understand. Um, it's it's kind of weird. As far as, like, liquor is concerned, there's only one that I can drink without needing a chaser, and that's Jaeger. And most people are just, like, look at me disgusted whenever I say that. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what it is, but I can drink Jaeger straight and be okay. Not like I'll I'll get buzzed. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about like, you know how sometimes you get that sour face or that like, oh, I need a drink to wash this down. Yeah, I don't get that at all with Jaeger. It's to me, the whole thing just tastes delicious the entire do way you, down. Do you like licorice? I maybe I might, but I'm not like, a do big you like fan. Black licorice? Like, do you eat the black licorice jelly bean? No. Apparently, see, in liquid form, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, in liquid form, it's fine, I guess. But like, I can't. I don't. But I don't like jelly beans. So, have you ever had absinthe? Uh, not the real stuff. I had some like knockoff things that we can get so here in I the can, states. And yeah, no, you got to have the real stuff. All right, so I can actually tell you a story that will tie back into our original discussion of Marvel movies. Believe it or not, oh, I can okay. tie absinthe back to back to Spider Man Three. Okay, is this like yeah, the yeah, uh, six six degrees of Kevin Bacon over here, right? Okay. Like, all right, yeah. Like you can tie this back. So, I did a study abroad trip in 2007. We went to France for a month. You know, you you live you live in the foreign country. You uh you do your school projects and everything. And one of our weekend outings, we went to like this outdoor cafe in like the countryside. So you can really experience French culture by getting away from the metropolitan stuff. Now we were in Nice, which is the South of France. It's the French Riviera. So it's more French culture than say going to Paris. Cause we, we, we went to Paris and Paris is very touristy, right? Like you've, have you been to Europe? Did we have this conversation? No, I've never been okay. to, to Europe. Okay. So with, is the same, same thing with Rome, right? Like, Rome was a, a really cool city to visit, but you can tell there's a lot of touristy stuff to just to try to intrigue all these people coming from all over the world when they come there. Paris was a lot like that. Paris was very much the stereotypical French stuff. Like that's where the rude people were and the people rushing around and all the high end shops and everything. And I wasn't that impressed with Paris. I had fun. Don't get me wrong. But Nice is like one of the most beautiful cities on the planet because it's right on the Mediterranean Sea. Monaco is right next to it, which is the the poorest I've ever felt in my entire life because Monaco is like one of the wealthiest places in the world. And we were walking through there and I felt like the poorest schlub ever. Looking at all the exotic cars and seeing friggin' Lamborghinis and Ferraris and like they were just common vehicles, like as common as seeing a friggin' Toyota Corolla in America. I'm like, what is this? Why am I here? Why am I why am I wearing like plaid shorts? What why? I need a tuxedo right now. What is this? But so to even get even getting away from, but even so Nice is still touristy, right? Cuz it's the beach and everything and So we go to this outdoor cafe in the countryside where we there was the first time I ever had roast duck. It was amazing by the way. And we're in the little shop and they have absinthe. And we're we're in we're, it's the real absinthe, not the cuz even even out there in Europe if you get 
like, cause we were in Amsterdam, right? But even then absinthe in Amsterdam can be, uh, that can be considered watered down, but we were in a country cat. We were in like a country cafe in France and that was in the actual real stuff. So of course we all had to have a bottle. So we all bought a bottle and that was, it, it's a very licorice taste. So that's kind of where I tie that in, but it would actually taste pretty good. And that was the most relaxing drunk I've ever been in my life. Really? It, I was drunk and I knew I was drunk, but I felt chill. I didn't feel like being happy and running around and being zany. I just wanted to, to sit back and relax and enjoy the euphoria of being drunk. And I've never felt that way except when I had absinthe. And I'm sure you, everybody listening to this can figure out why that is. Why you felt that way, because if you know absinthe reputation. But no hallucinations, no little green men. Hmm. So, so here's how I tie this into Spider-Man 3. <laughs> okay. So that was part of my France trip. So when you're flying overseas, when you're flying internationally, you know there's a huge time zone difference, and that fucks with your head. So you leave, you, you take a red eye over there, right? And we left JFK Airport at like 10 at night and arrived at 10 in the morning, but the flight was only like five hours because you're also with the tailwinds and everything. Like when you're traveling, when you're traveling west to east, the wind is with you, so the flight's shorter. But when you're traveling east to west, you're going against the, the natural wind of the earth, so the flight takes longer. So the flight home was the longest day of our lives, right? And of course, I had my absence bottle had to get checked because you can't bring that on the plane. And I really wish I had some. And it's really hard for me to sleep on flights. This is an eight-hour flight. But you leave, you, we left Paris at one in the afternoon and arrived at three in the afternoon in New York after an eight-hour flight. Longest day of my life. <laughs> I remember it was 7 p.m. and I was in my par- I was in my parents' house because I'm still living at home because I was still in school. And I was like, I'm going. I felt like it was four in the morning and I hadn't slept in days. And it was seven o'clock at night. And I'm like, I'm going to crash so hard right now. <laughs> but one of the movies that was on the plane was Spider-Man 3. And my buddy Ken, who is with us, and Ken, if you're listening to this, I love you, but I'm still mad at you for this even years later. Because we all knew Spider-Man 3 sucked. We had all seen it in the theater before we had gone on this trip. And we were, we were actively talking about it, right? How much we hated Spider-Man 3. And because we did. We all hated Spider-Man 3. And this eight-hour flight is just daunting as hell. But And it's, you're in the giant 747, you know, the one that's got like the, the giant middle row. There's like eight seats in the middle and then three seats on the end. And I have an aisle seat, so I can actually kind of stretch out. And I'm starting to doze off to sleep. And I'm like, all right, I'm actually going to get some sleep on this flight. And I, I pass out only to be awoken by Ken, who is, had come up to inform me that Spider-Man 3 was on the plane. He was going to watch it to see if it was as terrible the first time around. And I was so mad that he woke me up because I never fell back asleep. So I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to watch Spider-Man 3 again. And I did. And it sucked. And it was one of those on-demand things. So, like, 
I watched it and then I was done with it. And I got up and went to the back part of the plane where Ken was sitting to talk to him. And I, he's got his, you know, he's got his headphones on, right. And he's looking at the screen and I go, so how is it? And he, without even look, his eyes don't even leave the screen. He goes, it sucks. I don't even know why I'm doing this. It sucks. And I'm like, great. I said, so I want to thank you for not letting me sleep. So I'm just going to go disappear now because <laughs> now I'm in a bad mood because I, I haven't slept and I just watched Spider-Man three for the second time and I hate it. <laughs> but Ken, if you're listening to this episode and I think he, I think you might be, I love you, man. You're a great guy, but damn you for that. Fortunately, Ken and I went to go see the Simpsons movie when it came out while we were over there and it came out a few days earlier than it was in America. So we got to see it before all you American dogs. And in France, they do have movie theaters that will show the English version. They just put French subtitles on the bottom. So you can still see it in English. And we got to go see the Simpsons movie in France. And that was pretty cool. Hmm. I I had to wait to see Transformers, though, because Transformers came out that summer. And it came out like Fourth of July weekend. I was already in France at the time. And the French version wasn't coming out until August, which is obviously we would have been home by then. And I would have been like, well, damn. So when I got back to the States, I'm like, all right, I need to go see this damn Transformers movie because I'm a month behind. And then I was like, okay, that was fun. A lot of shit blew up, but whatever. It looked good. That's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. And then the sequels never existed. But yeah, so fuck Spider-Man 3 and fuck Rise of the Silver Surfer, which is next on the list because that Uh, was so so disappointing. I haven't seen that. potential. It has so much potential and it just... Galactus isn't even a person. It's like a big cloud. I'm, I don't know. But you know what came out after Rise of the Silver Surfer? You know what movie's next? Oh, God. Here we go. What, what, what movie's next? Iron Man. Oh, the turning point for Marvel. The turning point for Marvel happened in 2008 when Iron Man came out. And Robert Downey Jr., the greatest one of the top 10 greatest casting choices in film history. I will put that out there right now. One there of the- was, I can only imagine what the casting was like. Like the audition was probably like he walked in and everybody just looked at I him. I am Iron like, Man. You know what? Just, <laughs> yeah, just be yourself. <laughs> like It rejuvenated his entire acting career. It rejuvenated the superhero film franchise. It rejuvenated Marvel. Iron Man was the turning point. In more ways than one, Tony Stark saved the MCU. Tony Stark saved the MCU. I think that's the that's the that's the key. Tony Stark saved the MCU. And from this point on, I mean, there's a few low points along the way, but look at just look at what comes after this. We'll go through the whole thing because I want to do an entire episode just based on the MCU. But let's go through real quick. The the uh, Edward Norton Incredible Hulk came out the same year. And while I, I, I find it difficult to rewatch that now because of the casting change, I still thought it was OK for what it was. It's bottom tier for me as far as MCU movies go, but I don't hate it. Of course, you can also you also don't really have to watch it. Yeah, all it does is all it does is set up where Bruce Banner is in the events of the Avengers. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Punisher Warzone came out in 08, and I I think most people I never saw it, but most people agree it's not good. But then 
X-Men Origins Wolverine comes out in 09. And while that definitely created a good franchise, this was not a good turning point either because Origins yeah, Wolverine... At the same time, I feel like that that was a Sony pick too, right? Like we got to differentiate that like it wasn't yeah. part of the MCU. Right. But we're, we're talking about Marvel in general. I mean, DC was true. all over the place too. True, true. This is mostly just we're listing them to see what we've seen and initial thoughts. We can go into way more depth on this down the line. But let, let's also talk about another brilliant choice of casting. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. For every no, other mean, problem that X-Men Origins Wolverine had, and it had many, I think everyone can agree that Hugh Jackman was great. Hugh Jackman is like the perfect choice because I feel like he didn't really age that much, which is kind of the point. I, I feel like the only person that they could have picked better than Hugh Jackman, who, as far as not aging, would have been Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh my god, Paul Rudd does not age. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he looks the same on Friends that he does now. I think he grew a beard during this pandemic but that's about it by the way one more one more wrestling tie-in hugh jackman is actually a wrestling fan and he did a guest spot on monday night raw and he was friggin' awesome because when you when you actually get the guys that are fans they get it they get so into it yeah hugh jackman was on monday night raw and he was awesome (laughs) now eric's like i'm gonna have to go watch an episode of monday night raw I, I might. I mean, I, I haven't watched wrestling since I was a kid, so I don't know what the hell's going on at all. You could probably just YouTube it, actually. If you just YouTube Hugh Jackman on Raw, you can probably find it. He teamed up with Zack Ryder, and he did he did his stuff. And he, like I said, he was into it because when they got like when they had Seth Green on, because he's an actual fan, he was super into the show and he owned it. And then he booked himself in a match. Like that was the thing. He he goes. He, there was a Randy Orton has a group at the time. It was it was legacy. It was all like sons of famous wrestlers. And Seth Green's like, you're going to be in a six man tag and you're going to face Triple H and John Cena and me. And then everybody just kind of looks at him like, what? Because he's like five, four. So he <laughs> looks like nothing compared to these guys. And he's standing next to John Cena and Triple H. who are like the biggest, most jacked up guys. And I remember as soon as he says that, Triple H just looks at him like, what did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> And then they, they do a whole thing where he like he like asks Big Show for advice. He's like, hey, I need some help. Uh, I kind of got myself into a into a mess with the six man tag and I need some advice. And Big Show's like, all right, well, go watch my match because I'm about to face a guy that's your size. Watch what I do to him. And that's what's going to happen to you. But if you want advice, it's going to cost you one million dollars. Oh, oh, oh. And he does the pinky thing. And he walks yeah. out of the room as Seth Green. Seth Green just goes, <laughs> "That's very old." Because <laughs> this was oh, like a two thousand. This is like two thousand eight episode of Raw with Seth Green. So the fact that uh, he was referencing Austin Powers made it made it really funny. And I and I also like the introduction that Triple H gave him because it's every single Seth Green quote. It's every single Seth Green credit ever that even Family Guy mocked him for because it's like he's like you might know him. From Austin Powers and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or Family Guy, or Robot Chicken. And it's like, yep, the only thing Seth Green ever did that everybody ever talks about. Because everything else he did was terrible. I guess except for Entourage. Everything else he ever did was terrible. Because Without a Paddle sucked. Greg the Bunny sucked. Like, everything else Seth Green did is just bad. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But yeah, so we can all agree Hugh Jackman was good. 
All right. Iron Man 2. I liked people hate this movie, but I really liked Iron Man 2. I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, I to, and I'm not saying that I disliked any of them, but I out of all the Iron Man movies, I just like three more than I disliked two. I re- well, nobody. I don't think anybody really likes Iron Man three. That's the thing. But yeah, the the cool thing that came out of Iron Man three was him jumping from suit to suit. That that scene yeah. was fucking cool. They could have played Good on action, that, but I'll, yeah. Don't even get me started on the Mandarin. That was. Matt, I liked Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. I know people are like, well, he was a lame villain. I'm like, yeah, but Mickey Rourke owned that role. When you own a role, good things happen. Plus, it was the first time we got Don Cheadle. And I think that's a a great recasting, by the way, to put Don Cheadle in these movies. Kick-Ass, 2010. Was that a Marvel movie? Yeah, as a graphic novel. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, I like that. Okay. I I thought it was fun. Again, Nick Cage. Yeah, I'm a Cage fan. Even though, like, yeah, no, I enjoyed that movie, actually. Fuck it. Isn't that how Aaron Taylor Johnson got cast as Quicksilver because of his role in Kick-Ass? That was kind of the, that kind of helped. It might have been. I don't. I actually don't know how he got casted as Quicksilver, but he did a pretty good job in that, too. Agreed. Uh, first Thor movie, I liked. Yeah. X-Men First Class, I thought was really good. Yeah, yeah, loved it. I like, I love the new casting choices. Then you get Captain America: The First Avenger, which I, the 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 or the the true origin story, and I like that. It was good, really good movie. It's a war movie. It's it's more war than superhero, but very good. The uh, and we get another Ghost Rider movie, Spirit of Vengeance, which I've never seen, but it's got me either. Let's see, thirty four Metascore, so don't see it. Okay. And then here comes 2012, The Avengers. And I mean, The Avengers was amazing. That was yeah. the that was the pinnacle of superhero movies right there. Joss Whedon at the helm. Some of the best casting choices ever. You got the original six Avengers, not the original, original Avengers, but you put them together and then it just starts spawning all this other crap that comes after it. Uh, amazing Spider-Man. What did you think of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man? I enjoyed his portrayal of Spider-Man. I thought he was an amazing Spider-Man, but a terrible Peter Parker. Kind of like how Tobey Maguire was a fantastic Peter Parker, but not the best Spider-Man. Correct. Isn't that interesting how that works? It's kind of like the discussion of who plays Bruce Wayne and who plays Batman the best. Like, Michael Keaton was a fantastic Batman but I don't think his Bruce Wayne was that good. Yet Christian Bale nailed the Bruce Wayne character. And then his Batman voice pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, why they decided to go with that voice, but whatever. I don't know either. All right. We all agree. Iron Man 3. Eh. Uh, the Wolverine, I really liked. I really liked The Wolverine. In fact, I would even tell people, just watch this and skip Origins and just go straight to The Wolverine. Yeah. I, I I can I'm down with that. Uh, unfortunately, I've never seen Kickass Two, so I don't have an opinion on it. I haven't seen it either. Uh, I feel but like I this is one like of those it. movies that I knew it was coming out, but I was so busy that I just didn't go and see it. Yeah, I think that's the same case. Uh, Winter Soldier and Thor: The Dark World would be Both. the next two on the list. Both are and good. I think you like Dark World? I do not I, care for Dark World. I enjoyed Dark World. 
um, for Loki. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that one. But yeah, I'm not. When uh, yeah, that that whole faking being okay, mm-hmm. and then like the tear down afterwards. I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah. yeah. Have a villain when the villain can give you the feels. It's good. Well, and that's I, another Loki is just a great character in general. Yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier, I would actually say, might be my favorite MCU movie in general. And it's again, it's not even that much superhero. It's more like a spy act action film. But I loved Winter Soldier. It's also funny. That's another thing. Yeah. You got to remember that, like, some of these movies get they get the comedy parts really good. Um, I have not seen Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I hear it's very bad. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. This is the second one with, uh, G- yeah, with Andrew Garfield. Um, Jamie Foxx is in it. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's yeah. not, it's better than Spider-Man 3. Okay, well, well, way to it, set the bar as low as possible. Okay. I mean, it's definitely better than Spider-Man 3. All right. We can agree with that. If I had to judge it, it's somewhere between... It has to be somewhere between the original Spider-Man movie and Spider-Man 2. <clears throat> X-Men Days of Future Past. I've seen it. I, and I liked it. I, I loved it. I think I think this is my favorite X-Men movie. Yeah. Because I love the cast tie-ins. They get everybody back together, and it's it's very well done. Too bad you can't say too much after that. Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought was brilliant. Hysterical. That's probably probably my favorite MCU movie. So let's talk about a wrestler that Monday Night Raw ignored, which I thought was such a stupid, wasted opportunity because Dave Batista playing Drax the Destroyer was friggin' phenomenal. And I, I don't know why they didn't <clears throat> they didn't tie that in more where they could have. I never understood why that was. I don't know if he was just on the outs with the company at the time, but they really didn't pay as much attention to him as Drax as they could have. They'd acknowledge well, it, but they didn't. I think I think that might have to be a, a, a Disney thing. If, if I'm guessing that might be a Disney thing. Uh, yeah, because this was this was 2014. Disney was. It was property at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that That's possible. That's a possibility. Maybe they just didn't want the crossover. It doesn't matter. Disney's going to own WWE someday. And they're going to own Nintendo. Like, oh, they're going to own know. those franchises. I don't know if they're- they'll own Nintendo. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They might try. Ugh. They might try. But Disney Disney's I- can own a lot of things. They They can own Sony at this point. I think they got enough money to just buy them straight out. Uh, yeah. And we'll get all that stuff on Disney Plus. Yeah. But yeah, I love Guardians of the Galaxy and I, I love Chris Pratt. And another one with great casting with Bradley Cooper and even Vin Diesel as Groot worked. And <laughs> I mean, Guardians of- it's when you got simple lines like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's space comedy. So, yeah, uh, we're going to go off the rails real quick here because we got Big Hero 6, which was based on a Marvel property brilliant movie yeah i enjoyed it i actually can't wait for the second one it's in my it's in my top i don't know if you've if you heard my chris ranks the universe where i did all the disney animated features but big hero 6 is up there like 
it's I, I loved it and I, I want more. I haven't seen the, the show on Disney Plus, but I might have to watch that because I want more Big Hero 6. Oh, there's a show? I didn't know that. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. And it, it sets up a lot of important stuff, but I'm not a fan of it as a whole. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I have mixed emotions about it. There's some great scenes. I think it has my favorite Hawkeye scenes. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's like, I could uh, do it. I could do it and nobody would know. <laughs> and the, the, my, and they get that, that big tease at the end when Ro- Steve Rogers steps up and goes, Avengers, and it cuts. And I was like, you gotta yeah. be kidding me. They, they made yeah. us wait years for that. Uh, first Ant-Man movie I really liked. I thought it was fun. I, I think Paul Rudd was another great casting choice. And you already know how I feel about that, because, like, he's basically me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are the most Paul Rudd person I know in real life. <laughs> I never saw the Fantastic Four reboot in t- 2015. But it got, it got panned so hard. At least Michael B. Jordan got some exposure out of it. So, uh, that you know, silver lining. Yeah. And 2016, we got Deadpool. My spirit should we animal. Ju- should we just say, should we just do a whole episode on Deadpool? Yeah. Should we we'll just save, save that? Okay, let's save, save Deadpool. That. Uh, Civil War came out in 2016, which I, I really liked because it was more Avengers than the Avengers. Okay, so I gotta ask, Cap or Iron Man? Uh, based on the context of this movie or in general? Yes. Well, okay. Well, we'll do both. Well, we'll the context of this movie first. Uh, in the context of the movie, I have to side with Stark. Yeah, me too. I think I think he was in the... We'll, we'll, we'll expand on this. We're running a little long on this episode, so we can't go too deep here. But we can... Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll do a whole episode based on, uh, well, based yeah, on I mean, MCU stuff and... But yeah, I think ultimately, yeah. I think Stark was in the right as far as the context of the movie goes. But I still prefer Cap to Stark. And I think that's just, I think that might be a film quality thing. I don't know. That's a good debate, though, to have. We should, we should do like a roundtable debate. Have some people on who are team, teams Tony and team Steve. And I'll then have, bring out, yeah. We'll have our own civil war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh next episode civil war edition (laughs) (laughs) oh we might need some time to round people up for that but yeah yeah we'll 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 do something like that uh x-men apocalypse and i didn't good action stuff but yeah not a wasn't a huge fan of it uh dr strange standalone movie didn't care that much for it but (sighs) i loved it yeah i loved. no i wasn't i wasn't super on board with it but but I still I, was, I liked it, but so one of my like biggest things when I was watching all of these movies up until this point, because I knew Doctor Strange, Tony Stark, and Rocket, I just wanted them to interact with each other so bad. Like because <laughs> that to me would be the best conversation in cinematic history, not just MCU. Yeah. But I feel like that would have been fucking great. I agree. 100% agree. Uh, uh, I'm Dr. Yeah. Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2017, Logan. 
the wrap up of it. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It was emotional. It was. Oh, but it was so good. That it might was. actually be my favorite in the in like the Wolverine lineup. I think Logan was my favorite. I uh, God, well, we'll have to talk more about that beyond. And you um, know, it it's literally the best setup possible for Cable. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Oh, my God. Guardians Volume 2, I thought was brilliant. Yep. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that. I wouldn't say it's better than the first one, but I would definitely say it's it, it can ride with the first one. Like we're getting close to my second favorite MCU movie. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Great. I loved it. Which was Tom Holland is owning that character. He's For a fantastic real. Spider-Man. Can- he does both perfectly. And Tom, we- if you're listening to this, stop spoiling shit. Uh, no, keep doing you. Keep doing anymore. you, to, uh, Tom. That that's part of your personality. I fucking no, love it. No, no, <laughs> stop. He's not allowed to do interviews because he won't keep his mouth shut. I want I heard, him to be able to do interviews. Damn it! I heard in the funeral scene, nobody told him that it was a funeral, and that's the they only. They told him it was, was a wedding. It was a wedding because <laughs> they, they knew he was going to ruin it. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Okay. Love Tom Holland, but yeah. And this movie had Michael Keaton. So we got Batman as a villain. Oh, when the the moment he saw the father. Can we talk about that? The moment I saw the father, I was like, oh shit. I was not expecting that. You knew where it was going too. (laughs) I was like, oh damn. Damn, 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 this movie's good. That's all I was thinking. Did you see the Kingsman movies? Because yes. those are those are based on Marvel properties too. The Kingsman's movies are I love them. They're they're really good action scenes. They're uh they 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 are literally James Bond and Austin Powers in a blender. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. They they are they're they're so much fun. Um Thor Ragnarok. That's my second amazing. favorite MCU movie. I love that movie because it was, it was so, so good. Yes. It's literally th- the best adaptation of comic book to movie. <laughs> Your like, opponent is the Hulk. Yes. <laughs> I, I know him. We worked I know together. know him. He's a friend from work. <laughs> yeah. oh. This movie was so funny. And I... It was, uh, again, I, I did not like Dark World. So to me, this brought the Thor thing back up. Plus, since we haven't gotten anything else with the Hulk, it was nice to see him in a standalone role. Yeah. See, what I have to tell people about like the Dark World and why I liked it so much is that it's not a Thor movie. I, I really feel like it was a Loki movie. They just kind of gave it on Thor's perspective. But yeah. there was more character development for Loki in that movie than there was for Thor. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, 2018. Amazing movie. Would you like to know a fun fact about Black Panther? Sure. This might get me some heat, but the only MCU movie I haven't seen. Oh, I as we record this, I have not actually seen the Black Panther standalone movie. I don't think you're doing yourself justice, sir. I think you need to. Go I'm see aware. That movie. Trust me, I'm aware. 
<clears throat> it's not the first time I've heard it, but we're doing a rewatch of the series. So it's it'll it'll get KO'd at that point. Of course, 2018 also brought us Infinity War. Yeah, that was uh, we could do a whole episode on these. Can I tell you how happy I was that the villain won? One. <laughs> God damn. Like, you don't, okay. Because <laughs> you don't see that in movies, man. It's always the heroes win or something like that. And I knew that there was going to be like a part two of something. But like the the fact that he fucking pulled it off. He pulled it off. He did it. He did exactly what they were all fighting to stop. Oh, my God. And then the uh, the, the craziness that just freaking started happening from it, like. When you just see Bucky just walks up and goes, uh, Cap, and he just fades. And friggin' friggin' Black Panther, this is no place to die. And then he dies. And it's just like, what is, and then, oh, and it gets even worse when it cuts to Tony Stark. And all the Guardians. Or friggin' Rocket having to watch Groot go away. And then Spider-Man just like clinging to him. And then Nebula's just like, he did it. And you're just like, what the hell? And they said that originally that wasn't going to be the end of the movie. It was going to be Thanos coming through the portal. They were going to end it on that buildup. But they decided they's like, no, let's have the snap happen now and then make people wait a year to see how they get back from it. Most anticipated movie sequel of all time was Endgame. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Friggin so good. 2018, 2018 was the year, though, because we got... From Black Panther to Infinity War to Deadpool 2 to Ant-Man and the Wasp to the Venom standalone movie to Into the Spider-Verse. 2018 might have been Marvel's top year. Based on that stuff alone. 2019 introduced us to Captain Marvel. Then we got the Endgame. Then Dark Phoenix happened. (laughs) Uh, Okay, yeah. But then Far From Home happened. And Far From Home was amazing, too. Far From Home was so good. I just, I like his friend. What's his name? Uh, I can't think uh, of his oh name, God, but you know who I'm talking is, about, right? Is, 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 hang on, hang on. Ned. 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 Ned is probably like, I feel like I'd be friends with Ned in real life. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Be friends with him. By the way, he doesn't have hair right now, and he looks really weird with that hair. Ned? Yeah. The actor, okay. Jacob Batalon. He has no hair at the moment, and he just doesn't, it just doesn't look right. <laughs> but yeah. And then, of course, New Mutants will be the next one we get, but that's not getting good reviews, which disappoints me. I mean... Is that the one that they're turning into like a horror movie? I, I feel like that's yeah. going to be awesome, actually. I don't know. I, I, I'm excited I'll, for it. You and I will probably like it, but. I, I yeah, like cool. dark, gritty things. As far as like, I'm not a big fan of horror movies. I know I've said that before, but I like dark, gritty things. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. the that's where they're taking it. And I'm excited for it. So we just set up like 20 more episodes worth of content right now, guys. Oh, my God. Well, uh, we hope. If you guys listening to this, uh, let us know what your fa- some of your favorite superhero movies were. And like we just covered DC and Marvel. We didn't even cover like independent superhero movies that stand alone from like the Spawn. Incredibles down to crap like Hancock, like or Brightburn or 
there's so much more stuff you can cover. But uh, we're running. We're running at the two-hour mark now. And Eric and I will sadly have to start wrapping this episode for you guys because, as we've established, we do have lives that we do have to live. Although, as much as we love you guys and would talk to you all day if we could, we have other stuff to do. And what's funny is in our nerd news, I listed all kinds of stuff I wanted to talk about this episode, and we covered on almost none of it. So <laughs> we got like two I've things. got stuff. Yeah, I've got stuff to talk about next week already. So we could totally, <laughs> totally talk about that stuff. But the only thing I want to mention that I thought was really funny, because I, I can't really cross this to next week. A lot of the stuff is stuff that happened. It was video game announcements like... Uh, the Mario stuff and Mandalorian and things like that stuff that we're going to talk about. We can cover that stuff next week, but I have to mention that we did. Uh, I do a, I do my wrestling show club cafe, wrestle talk, and I do a VIP show for our patrons. And my cat Perry made a big cameo on that show because he decided while we were recording that he was going to jump up on top of the recliner that I have up here in the office and start yelling at my Hogwarts banner that I have hanging up on the wall. I've got like this really nice banner flag that's got the Hogwarts seal and all the houses on it. And he decided he was going to get on top of the recliner, fuck around with the banner, and then start yelling. And I know his audio made it onto the show because my co-host Dan heard him screaming at the banner, which means if he heard it, that means that, yeah, Perry made it onto the show. So Perry, thank you for cameoing on my episode <laughs> good old perry <laughs> uh well, perry wants to eat your shoe oh yeah yeah we well don't have with any, all that we yeah we don't have any time for theme park stories but i will say this that uh eric and i used to hang out a lot when we were both living in florida together and uh eric took his shoes off in our house and perry literally like ripped the sole out of his shoe and ate it because perry's a nightmare like that and <laughs> but perry's such a like such a good cat <laughs> He actually uh, is a really good cat. He's a very friendly. He's very friendly. He's very. He really is like a friendly, kind cat. But he yeah, misbehaves just a lot. All he's your a, stuff. He's Bart Simpson. He's Bart Simpson. He really is a good person, but he's a mischievous little brat. Like that's the best way to describe my cat. Yeah, we'll we'll have more stories for you guys next week. I promise. We ran long on this one, and we do have stuff to do. But we'll uh, our superhero rants. I mean, we could rant about anything. You guys already know that, but we'll totally talk about. Uh, what do you guys want us to talk about? How's that for a question? What do you guys want us to talk about on next week's Nerd Table? I'm going to open this up for you guys. Uh, we, You guys have been great at giving us feedback, whether you're texting us or shooting us a message on social media or leaving comments or whatever. What are some things you'd like us to talk about? You got any interests that you want us to try and tackle? Is there something big in nerd culture that you really like that maybe we can discuss or discover or something? What would you like us to talk about? Let us know in the comments, and I'll give you some teaser stuff for next week. Next week, I will talk about – this is just stuff I'm going to talk about. Uh, but next week, I will discuss the uh, the Thief Simulator video game, the new Mario announcement that's coming out, uh, Season 2 of The Mandalorian right on the horizon. We'll talk about The Boys, the Netflix, speaking of superhero stuff. Um, I will mention my Animal Crossing villager, Bob, and his towel that's driving me nuts. Uh, Rick Rolling has apparently made a comeback. Oh, we won't talk about that next week. I'll talk about that now. 
because there's been a bunch of stuff that keeps linking to to Rick rolling, including one website in particular that like they're like, oh, the uh, Animal Crossing canceled its Halloween event. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. So I will go ahead and click on this and see why they canceled it. And it turned out it was a Rick roll website. And I was like, oh, OK, so that's the thing again. So yeah, uh, apparently Rick Rolling made a comeback, and that's terrible. Uh, I mean, we'll talk. About, I'm excited about that, actually. Yeah, let's talk about um, if Batman and Spider Man switched universes and how they would do against each other's rogue galleries. I saw a meme about that, and I wanted to have that discussion. Well, we'll plan that for next week. Bill and Ted Three, the Fall Guys video game, the new Nvidia graphics card. Uh, I've got some Vince McMahon stories that even you non-wrestling fans will appreciate because this guy's a psycho and his home life. He's one of the most interesting, crazy people I've ever heard stories about. And No Time to Die, the James Bond trailer released. And I want to talk about some Bond stuff. So there's some teaser stuff for next week right there. And we might not even cover all that next week. We might have to. <laughs> we'll get like two or three things in and go on another tangent. <laughs> yes, but uh, my friend Andy Kalapitas is building his own drum kit. We're going to have him on a future episode to talk music. And Jeff Trelowitz is scheduled for a future October episode. We're going to invite him on and we're going to have a discussion about the paranormal, specifically ghosts, cryptids, and UFOs. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm actually really looking forward to that interview because Jeff, believe it or not, is a. Paranormal Investigator. He's got some real-life stories to share with you guys. You can check out his podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, on the CKCC radio channel, but you'll actually have him on the nerd table to discuss this stuff and some of its tie-ins to pop culture. We'll kind of tie it in there. I'm hungry, Eric. How about you? Uh, You know, I'm always ready for lunch, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Eric, I'd like to wish you the happiest of birthdays. As we wrap up our recording here, I know that 2020 sucks for everything, but I hope you can make your birthday worthwhile. And to all of you wonderful listeners, have a wonderful Labor Day. We hope that we've brightened up your Labor Day with this wonderful episode that you are currently listening to while you barbecue or do whatever you're doing. And yeah, give us them comments, guys. I I hate to have to wrap this up abruptly like this, but we've ran long and we we got a jet. But we love you guys. Any last words, Eric, before Uh, we be excellent to one another? Ah, perfect. (laughs) Be excellent to one another, everyone. And we will see you guys next week on The Nerd Table. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.